Hi everyone, this is Karan. And I'm Yashasvi. And we are Bad and Bollywood. And special episode time. Yeah, this is a special episode. We had a guest on who we interviewed, Guru, who was Nadia's uh, first date uh, on the show. Uh, and we uh, kind of tweeted about him and he reached out to us. And so we have uh, him on the show, which is great. Yeah, he was uh, super nice about it. And we uh, had like a very, I think a very illuminating interview with him. Yeah, I think he gave us a perspective on like, what it is to be on a reality show actually um and then so we have the interview and then we have that leading into our episode with uh deep fried neurons as a, as a guest yeah so, and uh so stick around after the interview and uh, you'll f- get our thoughts on the show along with deep fried neurons and this is going to be a fun one so okay Guru, hi. Thank you for being on here. Yo, what's up? What's up? <laughs> we have Guru from Indian Matchmaking. And it's... It, it <laughs> <works> quite... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the sound effect. Funk Master. Sorry, I got it. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. That was good. That was really well done. That was actually. great. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, <laughs> also we... not rehearsed, by the way. And, and yeah, we were yeah. not expecting that, which is... Yeah, literally I wish I had the bomb sound too, but I'll, I'll leave that. One. <laughs> I'll make you know, more. you know how there's those like videos where um, uh, someone has a conversation about something, and the title is "heated debate." <laughs> I think that's what we should put on this one. Just like heated discussion between yeah. Guru and Baron Bollywood. Um, why, why, why isn't there? Why isn't there an Indian version of the hand horn? Because there, there are so many potential. There's so many instruments in Indian cinema. You've got the conch shell. Why is yeah, there no yeah. shell for radio? You guys need to come up with that. That that does need to happen. Oh, like the Shahnai, I think that would work as well. Yeah, but quite quite the meet cute story for Bad and Bollywood and Guru. Yes, uh, uh, it's a it's a love story. That's what this is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm this was the marriage that I was looking for. <laughs> I, I don't know why people didn't think about this one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, I just wanted to. I wanted to get into it, kind of understand your aspect on the show. Um, right. Does this process start for you from like were you looking uh, to get through this Indian matchmaking process, or was it like Netflix? The producers reach out to you and they're like, "Hey, we've got the show. We need you on that sort of thing." How does how does this work? It was a little bit of a mix. Netflix was saying, "Hey, do you want to find love? We're trying to help singles find the one. We would arrange marriage." And they were kind of putting out this request for people to see if they're interested. And so I just put my name in the hat out of curiosity. And I'll be honest, arranged marriage, I had biased views about it. I thought it was kind of kooky. But what I thought was interesting about it, because again, I, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. And I, 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 I just saw arranged marriages in like Bollywood movies, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of, pairing families together as part of the process because it adds a seriousness to it that I think going on a dating app doesn't have. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so when after you were approached and the process started, did you have any expectations going into it? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, was it like uh, more about the documentary for you? Like more about the Netflix aspect for you? Or was it more about this is a serious uh, matchmaking opportunity for me? 
Yeah, I think more the latter because the way they presented it was that we're going to be really thoughtful about how we present these stories. And so uh, Smurti had done A Suitable Girl, which was a documentary on looking at it from a feminist perspective in India. And it was a lot more slower paced and more artsy. So I thought with that in mind and the fact that she had done some work for a commercial for Priyanka Chopra and all that, I thought this would be a good opportunity because my image would be poorly portrayed. Boy, was that uh, <laughs> um so the, the, the thing that was funny was that the contract that they make you sign is so one-sided that as a lawyer, at first, I liked them a lot. And then as I started, I, I talked to a partner at a firm and I was like, should I do this? And he was like, dude, this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of tried to back out. Mm. And now getting down to what actually happened, right? So yeah, yeah. what was the day like on the day of the shoot when you were asked to meet uh, Nadia? And uh, where you mentioned in one of your videos that the restaurant you w- were at was really good. So just walk us yeah. through the day. Like, what was the process for it? Yeah, I was actually kind of nervous. So what happened was I got a text from Seema, I believe, or one of the producers saying, we have the biodata of this girl. Her name is Nadia. And I was like, okay, interesting. And they were like, she's Guyanese. And I was like, okay, so like, I, I just, I, y'all don't know this, but like, maybe you do, but in Brooklyn and Queens, there's mad Guyanese people everywhere. So that they have a Guyanese girl is like, okay, like there's a Guyanese girl all over the place. It's not that big of a deal. But they were like, she's mm-hmm. a Guyanese girl, she's really nice and whatever. And I looked at her bio day and I was like, ah. But, um, but then I thought, okay, let me give this a try. And so I ended up, agreeing to go on the date and it was on a Sunday morning I think a little bit early and I usually don't go on brunch dates I find brunch dates to be super in- intimidating have you all ever gone on a brunch date yet oh yeah a couple uh, of times. yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like this fugue state where you don't know what you're supposed <laughs> to be doing like should I should I be drinking should I be eating this uh, I don't know it's kind of awkward yeah I, w- I was in I was in San Diego and they had like nice brunch places over there uh, when I went there for college and it was yeah uh, it, brunch dates are nice, but they are stressful. A brunch mm-hmm. date is like, okay, you have your brunch, and then it's like, do you guys hang out in the afternoon? Do you guys go for a walk? Like, what happens? It doesn't. It doesn't create the conditions that are add to that. Like, you know, to be for, for, uh, not, to be honest, like the the the, the tension. It, the, the, you're not. You're, it's the daytime. It's a Sunday. Some people are just getting ready to go to work on Monday. So anyway, I date. Uh, so the date started, and and then you saw, you guys saw it happen on uh, on Netflix. Yeah, and we did. The attention <laughs> of having uh, cameras stuffed in your face. So what was the setup like? Was it uh, yeah. really intrusive in the sense like there's a camera trained on you and you're super conscious about it, or did they kind so of here's facilitate? The, here's the deal: they actually emptied out the whole restaurant. And it was literally one person that they had out there and it was just us. And they kind of put us outside and I, I and then I went there and then they were, they were like, okay, just go straight upstairs because she's not here yet. So <clears throat> I go upstairs and the director's there and we're just chatting it up and she's trying to get me comfortable. And then they're like, okay, we're ready to start. We need you to do this entrance and walk around. She's going to be sitting there. I was like, oh God, this is going to be like kind of, ridiculous oh that's stressful oh god yeah, yeah that's like yeah it was totally like a it was totally like an, an entry thing i had to go there and be, have a dramatic entrance hmm. yeah and so uh, I, just the editing of it like you could tell you know the the awkward cuts and the silences they yeah. were very manufactured but now there's this image that you know guru is uh, 
guru doesn't like uh, you know conversing with people now <laughs> like yeah. that's the kind of image yeah. that people have got so yeah. what was yeah. the, what was the actual thing like minus the fickle editing well the actual date was interesting because i was obviously i was a, a little at first i was uncomfortable with the cameras there cuz it was weird and it's like how 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 open can you be right because mm-hmm. uh. you you can't sometimes i curse sometimes i say politically incorrect things sometimes i am a little bit more um i i i i push certain conversations i'm more provocative and i like to tease i like to make jokes and i like to do things and make you know maybe say things that are just flirtations right so it's just a little bit tougher because here's the other thing about it it was an arranged marriage date and arranged marriage dates are different because i think i think they are because there's a seriousness to it i mean what do you guys think i mean if you were told that you had two dates one date was a casual date one date was an arranged marriage date how would you act in one would you be like yo i'm just trying to talk to you and be more casual on the casual date and date someone even if you're not that serious with them or do you bring that same energy for an arranged marriage date? And so I think what was going on in my mind was I think one reason why probably I came off as so stiff was because it felt like a job interview, to be honest, because mm-hmm. the, the romantic chemistry, you don't necessarily need. And that's one of the, the complexities of this. I think arranged marriages sometimes, it's like, we don't give a shit about your physical chemistry. You guys match on paper. And like, we're just trying to marry these two families. Uh, it works there. I think a lot of times it's like you just pick. I mean, yeah, is there a chemistry? Sure, a little bit, but I think it's less of an issue than um, than a casual date. Yeah, I think especially with uh, Seema and the picture of her just trying to, you know, she's basically playing mix and match, like match the following. So one Guyanese <laughs> yeah. girl with the bio data of the Guyanese person. They're both she, Guyanese, so yeah. they must be compatible. So you're going to be best friends. Only yeah, that's that's yeah. her only criteria. So yeah. that, I think. Having Seema in the fold also throws a wrench in the works for you in, in, a, in a way. Because you, you don't necessarily, you don't know what's going on in Seema's mind. You don't know how many candidates she's looking at. So you have to rely on Seema's expertise. And mm-hmm. if Seema doesn't know how to match you guys right, then what's the point, right? Like to me, the basics of it, okay, let, let's play it out, right? Let's say y'all, y'all how are y'all doing with a rate? Like you guys have, are you trying to get an arranged marriage or what? No, no way. No, uh, yeah, no, that's not. So, what's the dating scene like in India? Like, in terms of meeting someone, you guys are you on Dilmil or what? Uh, oh, there's what's Dilmil? Is Dilmil? Oh, what's thing? that? I, I have know. no idea. Dilmil? Oh, I need a. <laughs> I mean, we have the standard like the stock fitting Tinder, Bumble, and uh, Hinge, which are pretty popular, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know about the more niche ones. But yeah, the, no, there is yeah. a, a dating app culture here, which is pretty strong, and you know. Yeah. It's it's arranged marriage is most definitely a thing here, but uh, there's also a strong counterculture to it. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think every, everyone kind of everyone kind of does know a Seema in some way. Like in yeah. India, oh, there in- is always the presence of someone that's kind of putting people together. Yeah, everyone's right. kind of related to a Seema. I think like they have yeah. one relative who's just like insistent on like matchmaking and trying to bring families together. Like it's some kind of you know morbid pastime of theirs. Yeah. yeah, and it's not someone that you've like hi- hired separately. This is just like in your family, someone's like holding. That's how I picture them holding a cigar and like on the phone, going like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. show me his bio data and let me just match that with someone." 
have you ever, have you all ever done that where your family's like, here's a girl for you, we think she's great, and you have to go through a bunch of different like picks? Uh, no, uh, no, it's not happened yet. There's, there, there is that hint of like, eh, you're getting, uh, how old are you? Uh, there's that sort of uh-huh. uh, questioning. Um, like Akshay's brother said, the clock is ticking. That sort of. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of vibe to it, but yeah, not not explicitly, no, nothing like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no. So exactly, that's what I was confused about because it's like, all right, it's an arranged marriage show. Should our parents be here? Like, am I trying to? What am I? What? How do I approach an arranged marriage date versus a non marriage date, a non arranged marriage date? And I guess, in retrospect, maybe you just you just do it the same way you would do a casual date, but it's mm. not not the case right because you you have to think about things in a more serious way right like this whole thing with the non-veg versus veg and drinking versus non-drinking like i will okay i'll go on a date sometimes and i'll have a drink i'll be honest um but if it, if it comes to married life it's like do i want to have to consistently drink like that where i feel like i need to because a lot of men have lower life expectancy and a lot of it is due to a lot of drinking because we uh, with the way we bond is we drink together a lot of times mm-hmm. and um it, knowing how to take shots and drinking is a sign of like how strong you are as a man in a way if you can knock down shots especially like you know my dad's punjabi i think a lot of punjabis are like that but no shade to them i'm not judging it whatever i think it's fun i think it's fun to turn up like i'm down to have a good time and it's funny because the memes are like uh, it's no big deal. Like the way they're making it seem like I'm trying to like downplay it, but like I do love to have fun. But uh, mm-hmm. the problem is when it comes to a wife or and a, and a family life, I'm like, do I want to drink? Because growing up as a kid, we had to decide between drinking and food. I grew up poor. And so it was like, mm-hmm. if we spent money on getting a Budweiser or getting alcohol, it's like we could have saved that money to like repair the air conditioner or like get internet better and get faster internet or buy more food for the family. So it became, I've had that cheapness in me when it comes to alcohol, where every time I drink, I'm like, man, I could be using this to actually improve my life in a tangible way. And I'm glad you bring that up because uh, it will segue into the kind of uh, harassment or bullying a lot of people in these kind of documentaries face yeah. online. So you, I, I, I guess you had no idea when it was coming out, how this was going to play out. And when right. it finally did, like, were you taken by surprise by how you were portrayed? And what was the kind of response you received online from your parents well, or your family? The response, the response has been, uh, I think what happens is the negative comments hit, hurt hard, especially when you're not someone who's famous, right? If you're famous and whatever, you get that all the time. When you're new to it, it's like going from public to going from private to like you feel like everyone's attacking you. I was called a, a douchebag, a bitch. Uh, they, people are hating on me for having a wrinkled shirt. People are saying I'm a dud. People saying I'm like, I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm awkward. I'm not interesting. I'm boring. That I was judging Nadia over the mimosa. That I was judging her over not eating mac and cheese. Uh, I mean, over eating mac and cheese. Like everyone suddenly thinks I'm this guy who's not understanding over the perfect girl. And it's like, oh my God, it's so annoying because it's like, I, I, I I don't, I don't, it's not that big. I, I just don't care. It's just, it's odd. Right. And so, but on the other hand, I will say that like having people criticize you like that actually ups your game. Right. Because now it's like, okay, um, let me actually step it up a notch. Maybe like I'm going to try to like dress a little better, even though I dress fine 
I, I maybe I'm going to dress a little better. Maybe I'm going to figure out what it is about me if, if I'm boring. But here's the thing about it. As you guys can tell, like I'm not a boring person. So it's just part of, it's part of a narrative that ends up getting glued to you. And my main concern is, is that I get known for this, even though that's not me. Like I spent so much time as a child because I used to get bullied over this when I was younger um, for being boring and nerdy and whatever. I was fat and people used to beat me up and like I used to get jumped. So I, my self-esteem was like really low. So I tried to work on that a long time. And so to have that be the image of me that everyone sees is like triggering for my childhood. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, there is a there's like a tendency in reality shows, like you said, because it's not like we do this podcast and there are episodes on movies, right? So when we critique stuff, we're like, oh, that acting wasn't good or that shot wasn't good. But with reality shows, it becomes very personal. It becomes like, oh, that person, even though it's clearly a very heavily edited show. So there's that tendency of like, when people come for you, they're coming directly for you, which is a bit strange. Yeah. Um, because reality TV is not reality. Like you just explained how it is you were arrived before the the restaurant was cleared out you're there and i actually had a question um because i've always wondered this like in shows like the bachelor and stuff as well they always have talking heads so like something happens and it'll cut to a talking head of that person commenting on what happened how right. do you film that Wh when does that happen does that happen after does that happen yeah, during? that happens after the day i mean for us it happened after the day and it was actually a longer interview they were they were definitely trying to get trap questions and as a matter of fact in the longer post-exit interview, I was actually really thoughtful about it. And I was like, you know, I, I, I don't think my answer about like, what do you think they asked? Like, what do you think about Nadia owning a, a, a mimosa? And I was like, it's not a big deal. Like, I think it's cool that she did it. And my, you know, but it's just that my dad used to drink and I just wanted to like take it a little bit easy this time. They cut that part out because it didn't fit their narrative, right? They just wanted to say, you know, I chose not to drink. It's not a big deal. Making me look like some kind of clown, right? And so that was that was annoying. So I think what they're, you know, they they have an agenda in mind. And at this point, it's like, for me, the question becomes, do I play the game or not, right? Like, and, and part of me feels bad for fighting it because it's like, why fight it, right? At this point, just, just own it and just keep it moving and just pretend and just realize that, the Ravi Guru Singh on you that you see on TV is a character and not the Ravi Guru Singh you know in real life. And that creating that disassociation is something that I'm trying to explore now. Disassociating mm. myself from what you see on TV and what you see in real life. And then also realizing, okay, now if I want to build my brand, right? Which Ravi Guru Singh is it? Is it Ravi Guru Singh that you see on Netflix? Is it Ravi Guru Singh that you see in real life? And I think like that's an interesting psychological question that I've never thought of. Yep. Yeah, but thank you so much for coming on guru and really thank you for yeah. being a good sport you you really dealt with all the the online hate super well yeah and yeah great. i think it's a good uh it's a good peep into how things affect people you know it's very easy to send out a loose tweet uh, saying something mean about something you see on tv but it, it has real world consequences yeah and yeah the other thing is, if you guys ever want to do a bad, bad in Bollywood where I have my commentary, I'm happy to jump in on a podcast. It doesn't have oh, to be. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, Are there any movies that you have watched as a kid that you enjoyed? I mean, Bollywood? I classics of Kuch Kachota Hey and uh, Dil mm. Hey and, um, uh -huh. uh, you know, um, I, uh, a lot of a lot of others. I can't name them all now. I love Guru. I mm -hmm. thought that was a great movie. Not, not, mm. not even though my name is Guru. Um, <laughs> it is I, a good movie. Yeah. yeah, 
you know, Joda Akbar. I like a lot of stuff. Ashwarya Rai from back in the day was popping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything with Kajol back in the day was dope. Um, you know, those we got Kajol. We got yeah, we got. There's so many bays from those days. So many Desi women who were bays that we all grew to love. Every I think everyone Kajol was probably the most loved woman in my life for most of my life um and until i had to grow up and realize that you know she was out the game but like i think my mom would ask me when i would be watching these movies like she'd be great for you she'd be great for you and da 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 and so it's just, it's just it's just funny like seeing the the matchmaking that was going on back in the day you know um mm. yeah yeah all right so you can expect an episode with uh, guru in the future and thanks so yeah. much for coming on man this was yeah, great yeah no doubt, guys no doubt take it easy guys good good chat with y'all Hi everyone, this is Karan. And I'm Yashasvi. And we are Bad and Bollywood. And this week we've got back our favorite deep fryer of neurons. The most deep fried of neurons. <laughs> Welcome back. Due to unfortunate circumstances, I am. Hello everyone. <laughs> um, just to give you a little uh, behind the scenes on this, you know, some uh, some special BTS action. I We told Deep Fried that we want to do the episode with him. So we forced him to watch these this show the that show, we're going to talk about. The show is Indian matchmaking. And I don't know. It's a very niche one. I don't think anyone's really heard of it. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't appeal to the mainstream audiences. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Yeah, it's it's really yeah, yeah, nuanced, it's niche, niche nuanced uh, you know, TV series. Yeah, it's the it is the it's the most talked about show since Tiger King, uh, <laughs> and at least that one only had murder in it. So. Uh, <laughs> So here we are. I think we're off to a great start. Yeah, I mean, I would prefer the Tigers, honestly. Seema auntie is fucking terrifying. She's a sociopath. Sociopath levels of terrifying. Okay, so the whole like, let's not not call them names. We're just going to go after Seema auntie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Seema auntie. (laughs) We were going to call, uh, we weren't going to call anyone names except Seema auntie. Uh, before we start yeah. this episode, I just want to like issue a disclaimer that like when, when we're reviewing this show, we're re- reviewing what you have been portrayed to be on the show for the people who are in the show. So yeah. if you think that you're a very private person and we understand that marriage is a very private affair for most people and you don't want to hear strangers just talk about it, just like go ahead and skip this this opinion doesn't matter it doesn't reflect who you are it's who you were made out to be uh in the best case yeah. scenario and we yeah. just want you to know that like we don't want to uh bully or anything like that i mean i completely agree like in india like a marriage is kind of a private affair between you and your wife and three thousand other people at your wedding <laughs> but uh yeah. it's it's true though like uh netflix does have this thing and actually most documentary series they have uh, a narrative that they have to push and through clever editing yeah. and you know just uh placing scenes in, in an order that makes some people look good some people look bad so it's no reflection on you at the same time yeah. all of you suck i'm sorry <laughs> wow. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny because actually on one of your episodes deep fried we were uh we talked about this i think it was episode 75 tangents yeah tangents part two yeah part two um so we did discuss this somewhat we did touch upon how the reality tv there has to be a narrative and there has to be a villain in the story because there's not like it's not like something it's not fiction it's not 
it's not being written by someone. You have to create it on the spot. So someone has to be bad. Someone has to be like likable. Um, and often that results in people hating you directly instead of being like, this character was evil or this character was bad. You're like, no, that person, fuck that person. And, you know, that's the dangers of reality yeah, TV. I, I think, think that, that when it kind of melts into... Uh, basically calling it reality tv means this is who they are as a person right i mean characters who yeah. play, people who play characters on tv like joffrey from game of thrones he got hate for being a good actor but here you're like oh i can hate this person because this is reality and this is exactly who they are as a person yeah and it's true we make no such claims but seriously guys what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck Why? Why would you yeah. do this? I mean, you know, just when uh, you thought, just when you thought that we're making a little bit of progress, you know, we're, 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 there's a dialogue about, you know, the, yeah. the pitfalls of, uh, you know, Indian traditions and arranged marriages. You come out with a show that kind of makes it like this exotic zoo kind of thing. Like, look at these. <laughs> da- dance for us, you Indian people. I think it's... So, do, do you guys know this show called Dating Around? It's also on Netflix. No. Um, no. It kind of does. Uh, so, uh, I watch all reality shows. So, like, if you guys want any information, uh, please ask me. I have watched them all. I don't like myself. Um, so, uh, the show called Dating Around basically is like uh, each episode is a one person going on like seven blind dates. Uh, and they're all like intercut. Uh, parallelly. So, they're meeting all these people and it feels like they're meeting all of them at the same time. It's just that they're kind of they've shot it in that way and then by the end of the episode they pick one person oh, it's and like, so there's one American it's like Satkun Maf it's like Satkun Maf but like on different days I, I, was, I keep wondering about the logistics of it because they're, they're wearing the same clothes on every day anyway oh, okay. um, so um, I think they did one yeah, for the US they did one in Brazil uh, and I think India's answer, they were like, uh, oh, um, oh, you have dating around. Well, we have patriarchy. So fuck you. We win. Um, and uh, that's, we, that's why we have the show. I think the first thing that I really want to get into is uh, they, they're not only uh, following uh, families and couples within the country, India and Mumbai, Delhi and you know, other cities. But also, uh, you know, NRIs who are based abroad in, say, like Texas, there's a bunch over there. And the dis- more NRIs than a Dharma production. Oh, yeah, for the, sure. This is like Karanjor's wet yeah. dream, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> like, really, the treatment of the two uh, is so different, you know, because when I've noticed when, when they're talking to the, when Seema auntie is talking to the NRIs, like, when, when she's there, she gives them, like, the benefit of the doubt, and mostly the guys, obviously. And when it's in mm. India, the, like, the families just descended upon everyone. And yeah. like, this is it. This is rigid. This is exactly how it is. And this is how it's going to be, which is true in a way. Well, yeah. like in, I'm just making an analogy. That's sort of a parallel to this. Like in, when we're studying constitutional law, one of my friends made a joke that, that really summarizes the way court practices is that the constitution is like the Instagram account of uh, the Indian government. <laughs> They show all the go- good things in, in like one place. This is all the good Honestly. we've done. And like they leave omissions there if they have to. Some like places like. they like for like. And for the uh, ma- institution of arranged marriage, which by itself doesn't sound like a very bad idea. But when it's drenched in patriarchy for 25 centuries, it gets a little problematic in some places. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. It's and- very, uh, yeah, this show is, no, go ahead, go ahead. 
and giving it a brand new netflix representation is like the same thing like basically what i'm trying to say is indian match making the show is the instagram account of uh, arranged marriage <laughs> and even then even then you you just come out with such a bad taste in your mouth like they didn't even bother yeah. to put the influence of filters on it they're like ha i see yeah and you're just like nahi aise nahi hona chahiye but they're like hey to kya karenge abhi beta compromise like karna padega beta flexible bano thoda beta seema aunty ka yoga class hai na subah subah 6 baje jana theek hai flexibility sikhayegi only to women though is... only the women have to be flexible um before we get into pradyuman um i do want to say this uh i did tweet out some stuff like we've been tweeting from the bad bollywood uh account and this is why we're here because we d- decided to chase the clout we've sold out we have no soul um and uh i noticed that there were a lot of tweets about uh people's sexuality and stuff oh, like that, that. and i just want to say we shouldn't be getting into that um we can make fun of the cooking montage that we got in this show oh, you call, uh, that was with cooking? Pratiman. <laughs> so yeah, you that's think cooking. you can cook <laughs> Fox nuts bro fox nuts are great but uh, if you drip you them in nit- nitrogen mein dalega na kya must phoo phoo ha yaar kya bolu tere ko ha the fucking simanti simanti is like yo what the fuck <laughs> pradyuman is like rice gum of indian matchmaking like in the- <laughs> no <laughs> but so back to your point karan yeah uh, it's it's very uncomfortable people are making fun of uh, pradyuman's uh, i mean they were speculating on his sexuality saying like oh he's yeah. gay i'm like first like first of all being gay is not an insult like how many people were doing it on uh, twitter they're like oh he's gay I'm like even if he's gay so what secondly like yeah. it's not it's not your place to spe- speculate on someone else's sexuality Yeah, I I completely agree. I I mean, look, there are so essentially the show is like they have some core characters and it kind of will introduce some new people when they run out of content because they need content for the next season also, right? Yeah. Um and I mean, I I'm just going to say this and if 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 Twitter comes after me, um or if someone is like how can he um I'm just going to say it and I will take all the heat for it. I love Aparna. Uh I'm a huge fan of Aparna. She is the she is my favorite on the show. I know Vyasar is everyone's favorite and I get it. Yeah, he's you know, he's he seems he seems chill, he seems chill. But Aparna is the funniest on that show. <laughs> and she made it a lot more tolerable for me to be honest. It just worked. I, I love that she was like flipping on a, like you know the, I I think she was like okay. Aparna was like, "Hey, I want to make choices." I have this idea of who I want the person to be and she's clearly someone that doesn't seem ready for this kind of process whatever this process is not that anyone should be ready for it but if you're putting someone in this process she didn't seem fit for it but the show was like pro she's fucking she changes her mind she's stubborn we don't like her fuck this person for knowing what she wants and I was like okay this is a bit but much you know why though it's cuz specifically because Aparna was like A, a woman who knows what she wants like if you just switch the genders over there everyone would be like okay yeah they just brush past it and like they wanted yeah. to paint her in that kind of light uh, again netflix does this all documentary series do this they edit it in such a way that they have a villain and they have a protagonist and that's what happened yeah. to her and she got the short end of the stick cuz like every time she had an opinion 
Seema auntie was like, oh, she is very rude and loud and brash. I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> she's not willing to be flexible, Seema auntie. <laughs> yeah, well, Anuj. To say words after those words were said. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Aparna in general was a personal attack on me. That like if I ever choose to practice, maybe that's who I will become. <laughs> just a like non-funny loving person who just wants to go and like drink in quietness with other people. Which is fair, honestly, yeah. dude. Like, yeah, if that's what you want. Fair enough. Like, she's like, I don't want the funniest person in the room. I'm like, yeah, they get annoying after a while. It's I, true. I get it. I get it. And also, imagine how many dudes, unfunny dudes, she must have sat with over her lifetime, where she's gotten to the point where she's like, bro, I don't want any comedy in my life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking done. Your joke is not that funny. I'm not going to give you that validation. I mean, I'd love if he went on a date with a stand-up comedian. It would be amazing. <laughs> the best audience. That's when you know that you've made a good joke. She's laughed. I mean, yeah. we're intolerable as it is, and you only have to listen to us for like an hour. So yeah, I, I totally get. Oh, Aparna would rip us. She would rip us to shreds. She's ripped, and that's great. I think yeah, it's amazing. But um, let's really so. get to the the butter chicken of this show, right? The <laughs> The butter <laughs> chicken, <laughs> the real butter chicken with lachha paratha of this show. Uh, patriarchy, patriarchy. Uh, casteism. <laughs> uh, what is it? <laughs> Which one are you talking about? There's five subjis here, oh, bro. Five subjis here. Uh, Pura buffet laga hai, sir. Fucking. Let's get into the the Excel sheet, but draw, hand drawn by Seema auntie, who says she's matching them by personality, but very clearly is matching them by caste. And. Let's be let's be honest. The people that they show in this show are extremely well to do. Yeah. Like these are all upper caste. Some of them are like diaspora children who live like outside India for one hundred and fifty years, maybe. Like mm. those are the kind of people they showed. But when arranged marriage gets on the ground, the amount of acceptability of that institution just goes way down it doesn't remain tasteful for a very long time like it get it actually stops being tasteful very instantly to yeah. be fair mm. yeah and they and netflix did this thing with with the series is that uh, she did mention cast when she brought up busted out that fucking blueprint of hers and then after that they just completely skimmed over it and other yeah. uncomfortable aspects of arranged marriage which is a very uh, solid reality for anyone living in the country even out, outside of the country that it is a thing mm. you get pressured into it and there are these this fucking list that they bring out that has mm. to be this cast from this income background and it's easy to talk yeah. about it from this bubble right but when when it's actual people's lives being affected where they're not even in the like not even being considered because of that uh, then then yeah. you can't make like a haha funny show like look funny indian people dance for me Yeah I mean yeah. also because it's something that the entire narrative of painting hinduism as a very friendly culture has like been thrown out of like think about this that while hinduism is an amazing culture and there's a lot to learn from it and there's a lot of interesting mythology and all these like history that, that there is but also it is a system that eventually was institutionalizing people's birth and assigning them purpose right at birth that you will never do something more than this like you will never mm. eat a certain fruit and like they literally brushed past all of that especially when it comes to marriage and while i know that like a lot of people sort of give the explanation of we might not be compatible because we come from different households but bro 
like yeah you this meant sounds <laughs> like a, discrimination we, we know what you meant bro don't worry there's about a, it there's a bit at the end of the sh- uh, the season where like they've introduced a new character and they're kind of like there's like happy optimistic music playing um and she's like oh you know i'm going to hopefully this process and see manti's fucking lurking in the background I'm like oh hopefully we'll find something and like they show her sitting down with seema aunty and while this like happy music is playing you hear very softly should be of the same cast and then it just moves on it just it just moves i i was like wait one second what and it cuts away and seema aunty is talking about how she's like very hopeful about this one and the la- the girl who they're introducing as this like very likable new person has in the first minute that she's on said should be of the same cast so uh, i sometimes feel like when we're talking about the show right i kind of feel like we're in so like you said we're in a bubble and we're pointing at the flaws but it almost feels like we're part of the flaw yeah we're definitely like we're part of the problem, the problem. Yeah. and like we're in like a truman show esque uh <laughs> fucking bubble and the world is watching us going like what are you guys doing <laughs> like it feels like a fucking circus where we're like oh yeah look arranged marriage is so bad but also like caste system bro we're not going to talk about that you know Oh, definitely and uh, okay fine so they didn't mention caste system but the 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 way they just go like he has to be tall he has to be fair fair i was fair. like yaar f- please even fair and lovely change i mean fair, fuck fair and lovely but even they they call themselves glow and lovely now at least at least try guys i have a bad feeling i have a bad feeling that fair and lovely is now going to become the sponsor of this show and like randomly simanti will just have like their products in the background while she's doing those talking ads like randomly they start appearing she's tall he's fair and then suddenly like a fair and lovely cream <laughs> she pulls it out she gives it to one of the girls like this is how you will be more suitable you will be less jolly because jolly is a bad word uh in this <laughs> you will be become trim uh fair and tall Slimming with trim. this cream i i feel like we're going to get into dystopian commercials uh very soon through the we show we came from dystopian commercials just now when were commercials ever happy have you seen <laughs> some of these fucking pieces of shit nahi wo ek wo ek commercial hai na jisme uska crotch dikha de wo acha tha wo wo aadmi ka crotch the jockey wala wo wo he sneaks out he's hanging from the balcony that's a wholesome <laughs> commercial okay i don't know what you're talking about anuj oh god dude <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Package in your face. You thought you were going to popcorn? No, this is this is this is pornography for you. Eat your you, popcorn. You you got a you got a snack. Here's another snack. Sorry, I'm done. I'm out. See, <laughs> Monty, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Um, I just want to know. I'm sorry. Also, fuck you. Um, so. Ah, my bio data got corrupted. I sent it last week. Oh yeah. Bro, I'm finding you at the bottom of the pile. Abhi. Anuj, sorry, deep fried, deep fried. Let's talk about biodatas. What would be on the deep fried neuron biodata? Oh, okay, yeah, fair. A deep fried neuron biodata, as in, like my um, my qualifications. Your qualifications and your preferences, and whether or not you are jolly. Because if yeah, you are jolly, you can fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. I I am the antithesis of jolly. I think I'm the antithesis of a fun person. I think that's something that everybody uh, like looks forward to be. At some point in their lives. नहीं नहीं बेटा ये बहुत बहुत deep हो गया बेटा नहीं नहीं आपको क्या बोलना है बेटा थोड़ा flexible बनो बेटा आप थोड़ा आप थोड़ा flexible बनो आप थोड़ा choice देखो आप आप funny आदमी हो आप आपका sense of humor जो है ना काफी अच्छा है आप काफी presentable काफी अच्छे लड़के हो बहुत बहुत अच्छा दिल है आपका पता है आपको your heart is very good that is what is important करण बेटा ये लंबा भी है काफी 
काफी लंबा है और लॉयर भी बनने वाला है हाँ की शादी करा देता है I am 23, so like I am the right age to be this, married, guys. This is the age. My BP is high. Why aren't you getting married? Oh my God, Akshay. Okay, yeah, I guess this is okay. how we get into. Can we get into it? This is going to be a brief oh, yeah. section for you, Akshay. I'm sorry. Don't don't listen to this one. But uh, you also said a bunch of shit, and we're going to drag you for it. So yes, uh, there was this tweet that uh, was one, I think uh, we retweeted or something like that. Uh, it said, "Normalize Indian men marrying their mothers," and while that seems brutal. <laughs> Holy shit! Watch the show and tell me you can say anything else about it. Akshay, why do you have to be the textbook example of what people will point out to in two years of what an Oedipus complex looks like? I'm yeah, not even making this up, dude. He didn't even try. He's like, I want someone like my mummy because she cook and she clean and she wash my clothes. Even even Hamlet was like hard bench or chukar. Even Hamlet was like, okay, <laughs> okay, we get it. Stop even, it. Even now. Heather was like, at least I'm sexy. Yo. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, dude, uh, bad in Bollywood. I would like to say that we're not commenting on anyone's we're uh, not. attractiveness. We're not. Same with different neurons. But yes, but yeah. uh, Preeti, his mom. What the fuck? Uh. You know, we went from one ho- uh, horrible character portrayal of Preeti in Kabir Singh to this Preeti, who is—I mean, look—I we just talked about villain portrayal, yeah, in reality shows. But if you wanted a villain, you could just roll the unedited footage with this one. Hannibal Lecter, oh, Hannibal fuck. Lecter pissed himself when Preeti came on. <laughs> He's like, yo, oh, no, you know. uh you know how uh, they cut out a lot of joe exotic uh being racist yeah from yeah. the documentary to make him seem endearing in the middle so that they can turn on him later for a narrative mm. yeah yeah i feel like that's pretty because what we saw was like a was a hype beast mother and like in my <laughs> dude dude <laughs> easily easily the hype beast mother look at all the clothes she stored under her bed and that's 20% of what she's going to give to her daughter tere khandan ka net worth hai wo mere gadde ke niche hai mother chod holy fuck man and to be honest like my my uh, feminist jurisprudence teacher always tells me that it's not necessary that a man uh, is a patriarch in a house Mm-hmm. This is it. This is the classic example, oh, dude, for sure. Yeah. Like the dad doesn't have any say, and Preeti is just like you. All are my bitches. Okay, Do, let don't have any illusions about the fact that you're the man of the household. This is the institution that I was raised in. This is how things work in this household. And if you don't want it, you're not my. You are not my son's wife, who you're going to live with. Who who this is actually about? You're my daughter-in-law, and I need somebody to do the chores, motherfucker. Yeah, all jokes yeah. aside, like uh, this was this was very unsettling to watch. Honestly, I mean, I I don't. I had to stop multiple times. Again, I don't. I don't know how authentic this is, so I don't want to comment like outright say something like uh, you know this yeah. is horrible or whatever. It is horrible, yeah, definitely. But hmm. the the kind of thing she said, she's like, you know, I I I need basically someone to raise my son further. He's already twenty five, but somehow he needs to be raised again. And just she wanted a, a domestic help. Is that that's it? That's the bottom line for her. I mean, no, she already has one. She already has one with older brother. Um, so the one. Okay. So 
no part of the documentary ever showed us that she was actually looking for domestic help fine we'll give her the benefit of the doubt even if that's not true it goes to a much more mental health like mental health wise to a much more unhealthy place where she's trying to create like this um, forced picture of a perfect family that she's been dreaming of uh, when i first so i was introduced to akshay's character before i even got to the episode because he was like the one of the most memed ones right um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my thing was oh this dude's an asshole i hate this guy and while like uh, that's what i thought and then i when i watched it like while i still felt anger at stuff he was saying i was like oh this dude doesn't know any better does he like he is literally i don't know i mean he did go to the us right he did go and he came back yeah. but there's a part of me that's like does he know anything outside of his mom like does he know a world that exists where things are not the way his mom dictates them to be you know i mean usually the 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 tipping point is when you move away from your family and you realize like oh it things don't have to be the way they yeah. are but i feel like he went somewhere else and it doesn't necessarily like everyone says oh bahar padh ke he's got new ideas now it doesn't even have to be that you just have to move out of your fucking house and then you'll see things don't have to be the way they yeah. are so he got the opportunity to maybe change his thinking and he just flat out rejected it maybe out of fear because like fuck he looked so scared yeah yeah i mean he just, he just that scared. entire scene just made me so uncomfortable because like you have to get married for the family is one of the literally one of the most normalized and the most toxic emotion pre- prevalent in this country that this show fails to address at any given point that like we have a huge culture where marriage is not about you the one place where you choose a person to live with for the rest of your life is not about you mm. and it's not only yeah. portrayed as a cute thing in one house it's also not addressed anywhere else in this show yeah i mean look so netflix could put the case forward or like the creator of the show be like hey we're just presenting it as it is you make your own judgment on it right maybe that's what they're going for but but there's a there's an actual bit where preeti is talking to akshay <clears throat> they're in the kitchen and she's like she's making saying stuff like my blood pressure is going high you've you're the reason this is happening i my both my sons are supposed to be married by the age of 23 and 25 this is what i miss and she's kind of like joking and the music is also toying you know like it's a yeah. it's it and that's when you can't say that like oh no we're just presenting it and so that people know about this kind of stuff no you're not you're trying to make these <clears throat> interesting characters from the show and you're trying to make them like oh kind of likable look the mom just cares about her son but really it's just like you're putting this out there and saying oh this is okay because this is how it works um yeah she just cares about her image on the show and i think actually uh, sorry her image in the family i think actually the more dangerous thing and this this might get me some flack as well um but i think a more dangerous thing is having someone like vyasar on the show because vyasar is um very likable Vyasar seems like a really chill dude. He seems like someone I would hang out with. Um but I think what it does is then you're saying, well look, Vyasar is doing it, so maybe it's okay. You know what I mean? Like on the flip side of this Akshay's mom thing, I think there's Vya- the Vyasar element where it just becomes like the the way to make it palatable is to introduce some like cool character people in it and then make it seem okay. You know? Yeah, why arrange marriage with like consenting and I mean consenting not coerced individuals can be successful. but uh, like you're trying to portray on one hand the toxic culture and not uh, you know unwittingly portray the toxic culture of arranged marriages and simultaneously try to make it cool with a character like vyasar so yeah I, i get what you mean when you introduce a character like that yeah 
even i i didn't i mean i know this is me being like petty but like as indian children i think all of us can agree at least the children amongst us that aparna's mom demanding 3 mm. degrees and not demanding a b yeah yeah this is i i don't i i don't think they like incentivize that behavior or anything like that but just the fact that it it's present fucking disturbs me yeah it doesn't help it doesn't help the, the, the fact that the person that's providing commentary on uh, aparna's mom's behavior is seema <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so like seema is the one that's like oh, aparna's mom's a problem and we're like well we don't like seema and what she's doing and then like she's the one that's like being the straight man to aparna's like you know what i mean like the it's yeah. a very strange uh dynamic which i don't uh i don't get i don't know how i don't know how all of this was put on video and they went yeah this is good this should be fine and palatable yeah uh, i mean look there's so many things uh, that they haven't addressed i don't know if there so there's this documentary uh, called a suitable girl which is about seema uh i don't know if it came out after or before i'm just going to look it up i it came out no it came out in 2017 and i think uh it's kind of a less um talking head uh quirky music type of a bachelor dating around type documentary it's more just like a straight show i wonder if that's like i don't know i wonder if the do- uh, person gets into that over there where there's not like netflix's control i mean it's on netflix so what am i, I don't know what i'm talking about um but yeah i wonder if they get yeah. get into it over there it's just how they package the whole thing you know it's uh, trying to make it quirky and playful when you know like there are very serious situations mm. going on and there's some shit going on with a lot of these people yeah yeah i mean okay so one of the th- one of the other things that i <laughs> that i found kind of not funny okay funny is i uh, i feel like everything i'm saying after preface it with hey uh, it's fucked up i'm just making a joke on it uh, <laughs> but there's a bit uh, where uh, uh, akshay's brother Uh, Akshay's brother is like talking to Akshay and he's like the clock is ticking um and all this stuff and I was like isn't it interesting seeing a dude go through the stuff that women go through normally yeah <laughs> like I was like huh dude your biological clock yeah holy <laughs> sh- I was biological clock I was like bro no one talks to men normally like this in India and I found that I found that interesting where he just went dude you got to do it you have to do it. the pressure is cuz i know people in my life that like when the thing kicks in of like you have to get married right it becomes all consuming that's how arranged marriages it work like no matter what you're doing no matter what degree you're pursuing no matter what goals you have in life this becomes the focus for everyone around you and it can be that way and in a way it's weird watching that happen for akshay because that's what it becomes yeah. for him more than anyone else in the show um so yeah it was it, that was uh, wild very interesting that you bring that up because uh if you remember the second matchmaker in one of the episodes she said when it's when it comes down to marriage everything else takes a back seat mm. and the woman has to compromise and uh, i forget the name of geeta geeta and ankita ankita is the girl yeah yeah and uh, ankita very understandably is like yo this this woman is not not for me mm. and they kind of like see marty kind of paints it in a like oh she just didn't get it probably and she's being too demanding yeah yeah that's true so it's it's very uncomfortable i mean yeah this is not even a controversial opinion but like you don't need marriage as a stage of life we brought it up because it just makes parenthood easier it's literally an institution mm. that like facilitates another institution 
Yeah. I mean, also the thing that you just said about like, this is only one phase, like, you know, where you go from marriage and it's going to be like, you know, like that becomes yeah, the next yeah. thing. And like, the pressure never stops. And there's a bit, yeah, there's a, there's a bit when, spoilers guys, um, uh, Akshay gets married uh, in the Indian matchmaking show, Akshay gets married. Um, and while he's getting, while he's getting, uh, the Roka ceremony is happening and the mom literally goes like, you know, uh, mission, uh, wedding complete or whatever and i was like oh because the next mission is going to be mission baby right like uh because oh and also another thing that she says which is like they're all interconnected right so this is how it works as a graph okay you guys are you ready so if 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 akshay's brother has gotten married the natural progression Mm -hmm. is that now akshay must get married within the time span of 23 to 25 once akshay gets married then only then only can Akshay's brother and his wife have a child. So he is the key to the lock that is their baby making, which is very weird. And it's even weirder that in a house where they probably never had sex education, this is being discussed at a dinner table, just like, yo, when's no, that kid coming out? What what I don't I understand the... is why do you expect huh. two people to conceive more effectively when there's more people in the house? Like, what is your thought process behind that? Also, I, I strongly suspect Preeti is a programmer because it's a, like an if-else loop. You know? Yeah, yeah. If Akshay gets married, <laughs> then, then... Uh, I don't know how to program. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> a for loop. No, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, for loop. Or some, I don't know, man. Coders in, in the chat. Madhvi is Madhvi screaming right now. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, dude, there's... Akshay's mom has like multiple times in this show, she gets so much footage. If you were a Netflix producer, right? And you were like, we're trying to, we're trying to make this for the white people. You know, we need white people to watch this. Cause that's what our content is always, you know, produced for is can white, will white people give us validation? So because it's, it's catered like that. Why would you like, even as a show be like, Oh, let's show this person. Like, do they not know? That's what I'm confused. Like, I'm confused because I'm like, if you're trying to make this like a diluted, quirky, fun, arranged marriage show, right? Why would you have yeah. this then? So there's so much footage. She gets the most footage over all the parents. So what's up with that? I think that family, that, that family got a lot of footage, like at least for the the last three or four episodes. Mm. Uh, but also let's talk about how the show is packaged to be like this, this uh, circus show for, you know, I don't want to be uh, too controversial, but like uh, it's just packaged for the entertainment of people who live in places that are not India. Mm. Just like white people watch and laugh at these monkeys dance kind of thing, you know, like, oh, so exotic, the culture. I'm like, no, you don't know that the fuck the the skeletons that are fucking buried under this show that they've prettily packaged and given to you, which is horrible in itself. So imagine how bad the reality is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Anuj said, this is the best version, right? This is this the is best the Instagram. This. This, is, this, is, this is their PR move, that this is best face and this is the show that we've gotten. So, yeah, not great. I, yeah. I have to ask, does anybody know what is the listed uh, like description of the show? Like, is it a documentary? Is it a reality TV show? Is it... Um, it's a uh, sure exactly. kahani kahani har ghar ki 
is the description yeah the, what they they've got under there i'm uh, sorry yeah, what actually, i'm i'm just looking at the I'm wikipedia sorry. page genres uh, reality reality television and dating games yeah that's not documentary <laughs> i'm sorry netflix is responsible for this i'm um, fuck you dating game show um, yep and this is not the, the bachelor prize is the prize is depression uh, by the way <laughs> uh, the Inku Kang of Hollywood Reporter called the show insightful, humorous, and heartwarming. Heartwarming. Wow. Heartwarming. The only heart not the heart being warmed is fucking Preeti's, Pre Akshay's mom, because she's like, oh, finally my beta's married. He's going his life. He knows nothing. His life is ruined. Haha. <laughs> This is just like The Bachelor. Uh, Chris. My God. Kristen Baldwin of Entertainment Weekly gave the show B plus, stating the show presented in a glossy cosmopolitan drama without a hint of look at these crazy foreigners and kooky customs condescension. B plus. Dude, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what it, it was. was. Kristen Baldwin. Sorry, sorry. Read between the lines, sir. Please. Oh God. Well. Ah, uh, that's that's the show. Ah, uh, dear that's... God. uh we were riding the wave of cloud and so we're here um this normal is, programming will resume to be fair the next the normal programming demanded this you guys did this to yourselves i'm sorry we polled it yeah, everyone was like yeah this is the show so we were like fine and it works cuz it's bad and it's <laughs> whitewashing stuff like bollywood so uh it works right kind of question mark uh, probably <laughs> question mark guys help, help. Oh, oh by the way if you guys still want to get arranged marriage please do it without like you know propagating patriarchy it can be done i believe in you mm. i won't do it i, gotta, I won't like, encourage I gotta, anybody to do it i got to get out of yeah, uh, you know, seema aunty's dms then cuz i did send her my bio data i don't know if that guys guys satar minute guys come on guys <laughs> to be honest the best thing to come out of indian matchmaking is karan uh, doing it to us because that photo is a uh, glorious that, that yeah go check out our instagram and uh, also defried heroes instagram yeah for karan doing it to him i uh, <laughs> hey look i just wanted to put my best face out there you know um, <laughs> 